This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. I decided to unplug one of these machines because it was smoking. Oh, my gosh. Uh Uh-oh. Well, hopefully. (laughs) That's what that black spot is over there. That was Star Wars. (laughs) No, not Star Wars. You were the chosen one. Justin Davis is with us. Scoop. Uh, And here for his farewell scoop, Colin Stevens. Hey, gamers. Or... Goodbye, gamers, I suppose. Final scoop before he moves Sweet. on to his new endeavor, um, uh, and also your last day at IGN. It is. This is like the last thing I'm doing. Right after this, I'm, I'm turning in my uh, gun and badge. It's 2.30. Yeah. yeah. What the hell, dude? Put in a full <laughs> What day. are you going to do? Fire me? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit more work after this. But uh, yeah, I have, to, I have to turn in the gun and badge, which is the... Twitter and Instagram logins, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and then I'm and then I'm out and gonna gonna go home and wait patiently until 9 p.m. to play Tears of the Kingdom. It's only a few hours away. You're all now. preloaded. I'm all preloaded. I'm actually I, I pre-ordered the special edition from GameStop, uh, but it, it hasn't even shipped yet, so I have no idea when it would show up. Yeah. And me, a man who quit his job so he could play Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> that's not true. I just timed it so I would have tomorrow off. Um, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's see how many Nintendo points I have. I had like $57 worth of Nintendo points on my profile. And so I just had to pay like 18 bucks. And yeah, screw it. That's worth my time and and energy. Yeah, I'll be... Did anyone else have to... Like, Zelda's so big that I had to make tough choices Mm. about what to delete off my SD card Mm. to get the game downloaded. 
Yeah. Like, I, but then it's like, it's like, you know, I never beat Hollow Knight. And I'm like, mm, like, am I ever going to go back to it? Or even if I did, I'd probably have to start it over. So maybe I'd play on I was Steam. surprised so it's like, how big Hollow Knight was. I just deleted that myself. <laughs> yep. Hollow Knight had to go and Hades had to go. The rationale being if I replayed them, I'd replay them on a different platform. I had like Yoshi's Woolly World. I was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. I really want to play more of that game. <laughs> It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough out here for gamers. It's probably going to be. Um, I also noticed that, like, I was like, I bought a, another SD card for another Switch I was playing on, and it was like I could get like you know five or ten times what my SD card size is for like eleven dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember those were over a hundred bucks for like the size I have. Yep. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I mean, it's also kind of, but like you know, it's, it's just great. Yeah. We'll have to make this a good one uh, as we say goodbye to Colin. And I think it's, there's no way it can't be a good one because it's Zelda Day, the long-awaited sequel to Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, out in just a Z3. few hours. <laughs> Z3. Z3 is exactly right. Um, so we're going to dig into that in just a moment. We'll also be talking about uh, GQ's Top 100 Games of All Time list, which is just published and actually a few uh, IGN editors contributed to. Always fun to take a look at a uh, Top 100 list and a fun excuse to just discuss, briefly discuss, 100 great games. Mm. But first, let's, get, <laughs> let's dig into uh, Zelda. Our review's out. If you haven't watched it yet, you have to watch... Tom Mark's uh, video review for Tears of the Kingdom. It's great job. Amazing. It's like it's absolutely a prestige piece. I guarantee you, you will not watch a you know more polished, higher production value review of of this game. Sam did not review it, but he was one of the very few people here that got early code, and he has been playing it a lot. So, Sam, I've been mm-hmm. very very eager to hear your thoughts. Tom gave it a ten out of ten. Ask me anything. Tom gave it a ten out of ten. You give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, there's nobody in our team that's played it so far that doesn't agree with that score. We had a little joke in our... Um, uh, I, I read the review script pretty early, and uh, Tom had, had kept it at an 11 for a very long time <laughs> until yeah. his editor yeah. did it. The action- we have given that out before. So I um, Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, I actually... Um, um, yeah, he, he liked it that much. I, I I made the like the social review graphic for us, and that was that was the last graphic I've ever made for IGN, and I, I actually timed it so today I was just like, hey, could you guys make it so like I didn't have to make any graphics today because I want to like go out on Tears of the Kingdom review, and um, I sent one to Tom, especially for Tom, where I changed it to an eleven just so he could have it. Nice, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, you know, one of the side effects of that has been this kind of conversation about, like, well, where does that leave Breath of the Wild? Like, what, you know, it's kind of like one of those those sequels where you're like, well, like, how do you even rank that game now? And by the way, we just ranked the top 10 Zelda games <laughs> and put Tears of the Kingdom in there, and you'll see what we came up with. But uh, it <clears> makes <throat> it complicated because, as Tom says, it, it takes the base game and adds a huge amount of things transforms a huge amount of things and comes out feeling like, um, you know, like, whoa, why were we even impressed with that last game? This game is that much more impressive. There's not a lot of games that do something like that. So it, I think it, I think it's unprecedented in, the, in the, how it feels. It's it's a Mario World Mario 3 thing if people weren't really arguing about Mario 3 being just as good or better anymore. Like, people weren't really going to say that, I don't think, about Breath of the Wild. However, like, there could be some arguments for that. It's like, a quieter, more serious game if you really like mood, right? But this game is just, it's just a cacophony of, of moving parts and craziness all the time. It's just like it, every everything that's added 
Like I, I have not played it the way I would play it, who I prefer to play it, which is like, you know, just being constantly distracted by a pile of like weird monsters driving past me or like, you know, a base I've never seen before or like literally a grassy field with a hole in the ground. Like, like <laughs> we're talking about like Zork, you know? And you're like, what is that little rocky hole? And you go inside and there's like a waterfall immediately. And then like a huge area. And that's not even the new area of the game. That's just in Hyrule. They know? put a waterfall like, inside of a hole in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it just goes on forever. Like the, you're like, what is what is this? Why is there, you know, like why is there this uh, tent here? You go investigate that. It's just it's it's exactly what Miyamoto has talked about Zelda being, right? It's mm-hmm. like that kind of sense of discovery. And, and it's just the, uh, it's just unrecognizable the, in so many parts too. I, I would just well, that was a big question people had, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, where Sam's am I experiencing the the pain and pleasure of playing the game early, where when you're playing it for work, you have a specific task. It's like, well, yeah. I want to go, I want to go see what's behind that waterfall, but but I can't because I have stuff I'm I supposed to find be doing. And, yeah. and, and I have no complaints yeah. about that. It's been a distinct yeah, yeah, yeah. honor, and I like really, really respect the game and the craft of covering games, and I love all that. I just am really excited still to play this game in a different way. And, and that is to say, like, just with Bre- like with Breath of the Wild, I think a bunch of people wanted to go in and play games a different way after they played it once, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just different yeah. ways to do things. And, and this this game is all about that, right? Um, Nintendo described it uh, in a uh, behind-the-scenes thing with IGN as, like, the yes and of games. And then I think mm-hmm. Anuma kind of talked about that in an interview this week where they're like, you know, <laughs> can you do that? <clears throat> yes. And then, and then when you can do that, you wonder what the next thing you can do is. And, um, you know, they puzzled all that out in a really like just brilliant, uh, sandboxy way, which, you know, who else is doing that? It's really cool. There's been like a lot of talk of like, does it like Sam, you were just talking about this, like, will it obsolete breath of the wild? Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's like that gameplay, like it's not, it's not just a Zelda sequel. It's explicitly and specifically a breath of the wild sequel. Right. Mm -hmm. Reuses Hyrule. And then, you know, remixes it and adds a lot of stuff to it. So it's like, is there any reason to go back to that game anymore? Or does it really just kind of like you replace it and usurp it? And like, it's really interesting thing to think about. Like, I'm excited to see how that conversation develops in, you know, the weeks and months to come. Like, of course it'll never completely literally obsolete it because breath of the wild shrines are different. And like you said, it's got more of a pastoral vibe. Um, You know, it's a little bit more chilled out, but like, you know, it, it's it's definitely new waters for Zelda, right? Like, we haven't experienced that with this franchise before. Let yeah. me tell you, like, one funny thing in the world transformation aspect of it. We just did that with God of War Ragnarok because you revisit a lot of the same areas. You're like, I wonder how Ragnarok affected the world, right? And you're in some of the same places. And that's a distinct, neat feeling. It's like, if you've been there before, you're like, wow, I can't believe that this happened here. And this game has a, a version of Ragnarok that is really interesting and again, well thought out and, and applies to every corner of the game. So like, that's what's neat is that the game explains itself and you're like, oh, that's why they could make a sandbox using you know this layer of the world and then add to that. Hmm. So tell us about you know, the verticality, the floating islands, you know, how significant does all that feel? Is it cool? Yeah, so I mean, I guess skip the next five minutes because one of the most you know <laughs> amazing things for me, just is this, I'm not going to spoil the game. Like this is like I'm just saying, like one of the most amazing things to me was discovering that verticality 
but I'll talk about it because a large portion of our audience is going to discover it because it's in the first, I don't know, hour of the game. Like it's, it happens, right? Um, but basically they add, uh, uh, and I won't go into it. Okay. I'm not going to go, don't worry. Don't okay. Worry. Okay. I was, I was worried. They added these, you all know, they added these sky islands mm-hmm. and uh, those contain elements just like the ground does, right? And what's, but what, what you, you expect to know about them is what's cool about them is that they allow you to get around easy, right? Because you're like constantly going up in the air and diving off of them. And like, there is no game that's done that this well. Like it's, it's pilot wings, right? It's like, you go up and you come down, you go up and you come down, you go up and you come down. There's like all of that, right? And there is a completely other thing in the game that you know they didn't talk about in the previews that Tom talks about in his review. So if you want me to talk about that, I can talk about that. I just don't know if you all read his review or not and want to want to go as far as his review did. Because in Tom's opinion, he couldn't talk about the game without talking about that. I don't care, though. I can talk about the game without talking about that. I mean, if, if it's in Sky our review... Are like, it's like a 30% addition to the game, hmm. and the game is more than twice as big as the original. So I think I know what it say. would be anyway. So personally, I am okay if you talk about it. Um, well, again, you can you can set your timers for two minutes, but basically what Tom wrote about in his review is that the entire world map is duplicated in another dark world uh, that's under the earth. And it, it is called the depths. And from the sky islands, you can literally aim for a hole in the ground, different than the cave hole that I'm talking about, like one of those red glowing holes and fall all the way into the depths. And once you get down there, it's like hard mode, a mere universe of the surface with, you know, every shrine has its own equivalent down there. Um, It's simplified. It's not as like feature filled because it's pitch black and you have to light it all, but it's crazy. So it's like, it's almost the exact contrast of the sky, which is like, you know, beautiful Mm -hmm. and quiet and you know puzzle filled and then the 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 basement is all crazy and (laughs) and battle-y cool and it's that big and you can fall all the way to it completely seamlessly like what a good like nintendo just going going from strength to strength of like you know breath of the wild i had it pointed out to me the other day that breath of the wild was nintendo's first open world game ever and like and please don't go into the comments talking about how zelda one on the nes is open world like when we're talking about open world games we're talking about like 3d points on a map exploring like like a modern open world game and nintendo had never done that before and breath of the wild comes out and it's one of the greatest video games of all time ever made and you know and is the best selling zelda game has sold like 32 million copies and they'd never even attempted it before and like and now, six years later, and like granted, there's so much grumbling about how it took so long, but to like, but to just completely outdo themselves, like, man, I just Nintendo is on such a high right now. Plus, Here's with, the, with, um, with the Mario movie, um, yeah. but sorry, Sam, just to make my point, yeah, sorry, but like, yeah, sorry. like the everyone talks about the Nintendo Switch being such a hit, but like, kind of lost in that is like. Their software, like Mario Odyssey, was a total banger. Breath of yes. the Wild was incredible. They stuck the landing with the sequel. Like, this is a company that's really firing on all cylinders. And, like, this older generation of Nintendo talent, like Miyamoto and even Anuma at this point, like, you know, they're handing the reins to the newer generation, is handling it with aplomb. Like, it's just awesome to see. It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome to see them nail, you know, and there's been some fumbles. Like, I'm not going to say every single Switch game is a big, you know, 10 out of 10 thing, but, like, by and large, like they're the best. They're the best developer making video games right now. 
Hard to argue. I really that. like how there's like these new tools in the game, and um, you don't realize how much you you learned in Breath of the Wild that you have to unlearn in this when they like you know give you a new set of tools, and you're like, well, you know, and previously, you know, the magnesis you would use to do this and this and this, and like in this game, you you just you, you aren't able to do that, but but more so, there's uh, some of the new tools like ascension. Mm-hmm. Um, you get in these situations where it's like. The easiest answer to this puzzle, <laughs> which you just put upon yourself, is that you just need to remember that you have ascension. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's, it might not even be part of the larger puzzle. It's just like you have to you have to put on these training wheels and be like, oh, these are this is how this game is built. It's yep. built to account for this this mo- this movement. And it's hilarious when you're like, I'm such an idiot. I can't <laughs> believe I just got stuck there for that long. Or worse, when you're like, oh, I, I just warped out of there because I wasn't ready for that place yet. Clearly, I don't know what's going on. And then you're like, oh, my God, why was so stupid we were falling asleep at night? You're like, oh, of course, I should have just done that there. Then you have to go back and do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's speaking its own language, right? Of like I, I was talking to somebody who had done a shrine and they're they so stuck. They couldn't figure out the puzzle. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have rewind. And then they then they <laughs> solved the shrine in like three seconds. Like, but they just you know, like cut a rope and a thing falls and rewind it. And then it raises, you know, like, but it's, it's, it's so different than anything else that even anyone else is even trying to do that. Like that it's got a vocabulary all its own. One fun thing about the, the rewinding recall ability is that it pauses the game. So it's like, if you hit it, you don't have to select the thing yet. Everything just freezes. And you're like, I'm going to do this. And you can, that's how you pull out like a little stone that a moblin threw and reverse just that and like re- let it rip. And it's just like, ow, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. And, and it's like, wait. it's kind of a mind game because it's like, what, what is going to be the effect of this one thing flowing backwards in time? Like that alone is like a hell of a concept. You know, it's like when we first yeah. were reminding, sorry, rewinding Prince of Persia and it was like, whoa, this is actually really interesting. It gives you a way to like avoid dying and trying. That's not what this is, but it's just it it deals with time and it deals with time in a cool way. How yeah. neat is that? Yeah, it feels like it's got like a dozen mechanics that other games would just be focused on just one of those yeah. for the whole game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Can you talk about the fuse ability? Have you been like oh yeah building crazy? It's really things? cool. Yeah. So that's the other thing where it's like I spent. Like after like I did the intro area, then I was like, listen, I have this goal I'm supposed to be doing for work. And I was like, the first thing I'm going to do is get a horse, you know, like, obviously, like I got to be able to get around, but like, look what's happening on screen right now. Like that was such a silly notion. And I, I still like, I used my horse and I, I used sky towers and stuff like that. Like I didn't have to, like there was, there's a million ways to get around now. And so that's, that's what fuse, uh, that's one version of, sorry. That's the that's the ultra hand of like mm-hmm. sticking things together, and then fuse like again like I feel like a dummy. I'm working with just people that are discovering this stuff all all together, and a lot of people are further than me. But like I'll be having a, like I'll be having a conversation with somebody and be, be like, why why is there a honeycomb on your boomerang? And Miranda's like, because it shoots bees. And it's like <laughs> oh. what? <laughs> of course it does. Oh, you know? Finally, the boomerang like, is useful again. So. Yeah, so you can. Oh my god! Did you see in his review where he attached a flamethrower to it? Yes. No. no. It is the funniest thing ever because it's like this is so cool. Look at all these flames! Oh, the, this boomerang! Oh god, it's coming back! <laughs> you know? 
And then it's just like everything's on fire everywhere. So yeah, that's the fuse ability is like pick up any part of a monster and put it on things. And the idea is that you you will be fine with your breakable, crappy early equipment because you can add, you know, good stuff to it that adds like 15 damage if you just kill an enemy because they drop something like a spike and then you put it on them and you put it on your stick and you can stab away. And that is so, there's so much stuff that it's just like, you, you saw what they showed, like the key swings and the key eyeballs and stuff like that. Like, that's all neat. But there's a lot of monsters in this game. And there's a whole set of monsters and, and enemy types that they haven't shown because they're in these new regions, right? And then there's, like, uh, just uh, crafting things. Like, what, what are you, you going to do with the, you know, the, the thing that just dropped out of this other thing? Yeah. And, and then there's also the zone eye devices. You know, everything you saw, like the fans and everything like uh, jet jetpacks and stuff like all that can be added to weapons. It's yeah. hilarious. Like, I you love can put that. A, like a fan on a shield, you know, enemies explode into just pinatas of like bones and body parts that then like, you know, but then they actually serve a very yeah. useful, meaningful purpose in the game. And you're happy to have this library in your inventory of a dozen of this and 30 of that. It's so much better than like monster parts before. It's like you can yep. trade them into a, a vendor or you can make elixirs, which I don't think I made an elixir ever. I just never made one. Yeah. I guess like armors and stuff you would use them for, but even then it would just be like, that's right. so yeah, much yeah. random Get stuff. The trading that the like, yeah. Why do I need 99 key swings? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the complaints some people have with the original game is that it lacked dungeons, traditional Zelda dungeons. Mm-hmm. This game has yeah, them? No, nobody wants to know this answer. It's like the biggest spoiler for people. Okay. Not I, I think it's, it's more similar to Breath of the Wild than anything. Oh, I'm sorry, what? I just think it's really similar to Breath of the Wild. Okay, so still no dungeons then. From what, from what, from what, about what I've experienced. I mean, the, what they called it was like more traditional dungeon experiences. And I think what they meant by that is a little... I think that's misleading. I think mm-hmm. what, what the difference is is that in Breath of the Wild, all the dungeons just looked the same because they were robots, right? Mm-hmm. And, this, and this time they don't. Okay. They don't look the same. Interesting. You know? But it's yeah, like they, the same idea. And shrines are also back. So there's all these, all these new shrines, right? Yeah. Yeah, the shrines are back. They're all new. And, and, and they're to, to teach you how to play the game as much as they are to teach you and advanced skills, you know, as much as they are to challenge you. It's, it's that same type of idea. And, and, and there's, a, there's besides dungeons and shrines, you know how the first game you could call Hyrule Castle like a dungeon? Like it looks amazing and it's like mm-hmm. a dungeon. There's like stuff that's more like that in this game mm-hmm. where it's like, well, you know, you wouldn't call this, you know, a dungeon in a previous Zelda game. But like it's so vast and it has its own stuff going on that it's like you're going to explore this for as long as you would a dungeon. So like the dungeon clamor, I, I've never really got every time I'm in a dungeon, I'm like, I want to get out of here and use my new stuff in the open world. That's how I feel. And like they definitely strike that balance in this, you know, like come 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 in here, like get do your do your thing. And if you want to leave, you can leave. Cause it's still like one thing that people forget about this is that like climb everything kind of ruins dungeons, right? Think of what Ascension does. You can't make a room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anywhere you go, you can go above it or go below it. So it's like that changes game design. So, like, when you're saying, like, well, I like dungeons, really you'd have to do, like, the even tight island thing, right? And strip everything away or mm-hmm. do something to, like, make those traditional dungeons even work. It's just, it ain't a traditional game, you know? Be happy for that. Like, yeah. it, like it, enjoy what, what it offers you because the people that, that created the puzzles at Nintendo 
uh, had new ideas and like, that's good. That's healthy. Am I hurting you, Colin? Is this all going okay? I'm I, I actually midway through this, I kind of learned how to tune out uh, words. <laughs> okay. I, I learned that this ability while this was going on. And then every time, you probably noticed, every time we showed some of our video review uh, footage on screen, I, I was looking away. I'm taking this way too seriously, and I know I am. But uh, yeah, no, I, I tuned most of it out. So I think good. it's awesome. No, no, I think it'll be great for you because I think that there's so much to discover that the sense of discovering it and not and having it not being told to you is like totally part of yeah. Zelda. And I'm sure but everything you said was like so everything they know, Yeah. Like if the biggest spoiler person came in your face right now, told you everything, like, hey, uh, like they wouldn't know everything because mm. nobody's played that much of this game. Yeah. Even though, yeah, Tom played over a hundred hours for his review. Yeah. It's crazy. Gosh. Um, well, I mean, it's here. I'm super excited to play. Sam, are you free? Are you able to just play the game for fun now? No. Okay. <laughs> no. It, it, it's okay though. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a save on my own and start working towards you know some stuff I want to do. It's all good though. Like I, right. I'm really excited. Like the the save file I'm working off of is like hilarious. You know, it's like <clears throat> the coolest, most advanced, crazy link, and I, I really like it. Of course, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom is not the only big game that's hitting the Nintendo Switch today. There is also, of course. Uh, Gekuso Benza Race Toilet Shooting Star mm-hmm, arriving on mm-hmm, Switch mm-hmm. today. And hopefully Tom Been can... Been out in Japan for a while, right? Oh, that looks like Sam. Uh, hopefully Tom can show us the product page on Nintendo.com. This is a real game coming to Switch today. Gekuso Benza Race Toilet Shooting Star. The description reads, let the toilet race begin. (laughs) An exciting toilet race game that lets you experience a toilet revolution. Many circuits and toilet racers are waiting for your challenge. After customizing the toilet and getting your stomach ready, it's time to start the race. Getting your stomach ready. Is this a a boring toilet race game, Damon? No. No. It's an an exciting toilet. I think that's a not safe for work screenshot right there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, do you think getting your stomach ready means preparing you, the player, to have you know a stomach to deal with all of the gross stuff in this game, or is it saying, "Hey, you, the player, play play the role of the person on the toilet and prepare mm-hmm. your stomach for what you're going to do to the toilet"? Unclear. Which one, which one is it? Unclear yeah. at this okay. point. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's two. There's just a screenshot of the title screen in the in the Nintendo shop, the eShop, and then there's just another information screen that's all in Japanese. And this is on the North American Nintendo shop. Hmm. Anyway, that is Gekuso Benzerace Toilet Shooting Star. $13 is how much that Whoa. will set you back. There's the, yeah, Whoa. this is a, <laughs> 13 It looks like there's like, man. Like, it's kind of a funny price, though. <laughs> extra. Like gold, there's, like I like that there's though. urinals. There's urinals. There's the stand up toilet. here? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of com- I'm kind of coming around on this. Look at the guy. Look at the guy in the bottom middle. Go back. Go back. <laughs> that is a giant man with his feet. He's just standing in two toilets. Yeah, he's standing. And, and there's, there's people carrying toilets like a portable throne in Rome. Yep. The only um, okay. supported language for this game is Japanese. So, for mm. anyone who Great. is going to pay up the 13 bucks and download it's, this, it's only you know, in it's the uh, Japanese. I mean, it's I knew Japan had advanced language. toilets, but I had no idea when this far. Yeah, you can, you can, race, you can <coughs> race their toilets. Mm. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. 
But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the US. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. Okay, that's enough of that nonsense. The real question is, where do you think on the list, on GQ's Top 100 Games of All Time, where does Gekko Benz race? Toilet shooting star land. Any guesses? I have a number I want to say, yeah, but it's about childish and stupid. We're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think this was just published uh, yesterday. The 100 greatest video games of all time, ranked by experts. This is uh, uh, from GQ, and they reached out to a lot of uh, people in the media and on the development side. So, who is it, Sam? Uh, we've got Cat Bailey, Ryan McCaffrey, Matt Kim, and I think there's one more that contributed to this list. If I remember right, I can. My gym. I, I was skimming through it, and those are the three I saw. But oh, is it just three? Um, there's four mentions of IGN. Um, oh, it's then it's uh, <clears throat> Daniel Robson from IGN Japan. Oh, and then you got the, oh. yeah. There's also developers like Tim Schafer is in here. Uh, so they really it's like hundreds of people that contributed to this list. So of course IGN has its own top 100 games of all time. We're not here. We're not like critiquing the list. It's just fun to take a look and see where all your favorite games ended up. Mm. So, mm-hmm. number one, number 100, starting at the bottom of the list, is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. I think it's a little bit, I'm just surprised that's kind of low on that list. I think a lot of people consider that to be one of, if not the best RPG of all time. Hmm. A great game. Are we going, we're going through all 100 of these? Well, we'll see. Is that the plan? I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much time we have. <laughs> <clears throat> number 99, Rez. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Res is kind of kind of ugly today. I don't think it holds up as well. You take that, about that. One. You take yeah. that back. Okay. You gotta say stuff like that. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Ninety-eight. Age of Empires Two: The Age of Kings. I've <laughs> never played that one. That's from nineteen ninety-nine. If anybody has anything to say, feel free to chime in. I've never even heard of that game. You've you've never heard of Age of Empires? Not Age of Kings. No. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. Ninety-seven. The Return of the Obra Dinn. Mm. Yeah, it's a great game. 
haven't played surprised it, but I, to see it. I like the look. You should. I mean, it's relatively short and unique and just very cool. And it's one of those things that, like, once you start, you'll just keep it'll just propel you all the way through it. Cool. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't get stuck, like, it can be the puzzles can be a little tricky, but a critical darling that one. Mm-hmm. Speaking of critical darlings, 96, the original Super Mario Brothers. Hmm. I just critical I, darling. Yeah, good reviews for that one. I, <laughs> I realized the other day, this is true, I played Super Mario Brothers this weekend because I realized that I had never actually beaten that game before. Oh. I'd only, I'd wow. only played it as a child, and then the maze... Well, at, it's the, really difficult. Yeah, the maze in the World 8 Castle confused me as a kid, and I'm like, I've never beaten Mario 1, and so I got it out, and I yeah. beat it. When I mean, I'm, even 8-3 is difficult. Like, getting yeah. past 8-3 is a challenge. It's a, you know, it's a good video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When 3D All-Stars was announced, uh, I decided to play through all of the mainline Mario games in order. And it's very quick to get through uh, the, the 2D ones. Um, but I also don't think that I had beaten the original Super Mario Brothers mm. uh, until more recently. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's interesting. It was very interesting going through all of them. And before I started, I was like, I think Mario Odyssey is my favorite Mario game. And I when I ended... Too. I'm sure that Mario Odyssey is my favorite Mario game. Yeah, I think it might be. You do we, a lot of I played my daughter, uh, entire series all in a row. I do. I don't know what it is with me. There's something that like my brain just really loves about like a good progression, <clears throat> you know? And so cool. like Steven uh, Spielberg been watching mm-hmm. through his movies slowly in order. Uh, Star Wars is tough for me now that there's so many of them because I just want to like <laughs> rewatch the whole thing, but that's a huge time commitment. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love I love doing this. And Final Fantasy, I'm actually going to do a very slow, drawn-out replay through. I replayed gonna one. You, that's going to take you years. I know. I'm aware. Okay. That's fine. But I replayed one. You still should do great. that. This is still a, super uh, fun. This is, this is kind of a troll entry because this was our number one for many years. Super Mario Brothers? It was number one on our list of Nintendo games. Did we have it on our list of overall yeah, it was video top games? Top one hundred, way way early on. Yeah, this and Tetris were the argument in like two thousand eight, mm. um, which is funny. But that was because of influence back then. Remember that was the thing. I didn't read what GQ's you know criteria were. Mm. A lot of people, uh, uh, you know, that that really matters to this because people are like, well, but you know, this this Dune game was the first RTS, didn't that get you know the top mm. one hundred? It's like, well. Maybe nobody played that game, you know? It doesn't matter that it was influential. And that makes it difficult. That's why there's so few Japanese games on these lists, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Ultima Underworld, The Stygian Abyss from 1992. Mm. Never played that one, but I love the screenshot. Your buckler was damaged. Your chain cow was damaged. Your longsword was damaged. Oh, man, this guy's screwed. Yeah. Yeah. He's, get- <laughs> he's, he's getting worked. <laughs> yeah, once you lose the buckler, it's all over. <clears throat> yep. Never heard of this game. Is a, is a buckler, because I've actually never known this and never thought to look it up, is a buckler literally like you buckle like the leather around your arm? Is that a buckler? Or is it a small shield? I've always, I've always thought about it as a small shield. That's where I my mind is always at, too. How you're holding on to it behind the, behind the scenes. It might, it might just be buckled to your arm. That might be why they call it a buckler. You know what? What about a swashbuckler? That makes buckler? sense. I don't even need to look this up. I'm correct. I, I feel this deep in my heart. <laughs> there's actually, there's no real way to know. There's no way. Number f- 94 is Okami. Love that game. Love that game. Best non-Zelda Zelda game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's probably that probably holds. And up. It's still gorgeous. It's certainly a long one. <laughs> it is so long. Yeah, it really does go on. Too that's long. the game you feel like. Okay, I'm wrapping things up. Nope, I'm halfway through. There were two yep. Zelda-like games where you played as a wolf on the GameCube and Wii, and they were both too long. Wait, well, which one? Twilight one was Princess. a Zelda game. Oh, Got Twilight it. Princess. Gotcha. I love Twilight <laughs> Princess for the record, but it is too long. Got it. Number ninety-three, Fable Two, from two thousand eight. Love it. I'm not sure if I played... Interesting I think, choice. I think I maybe only played the original Fable. I didn't play two or three. It's the best of the Fables. Wow, yeah, I mean, really? I Two's so good. Two's the best one. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the dog? I think so. The three... Oh, there. now I'm getting them confused. Two's the one with yeah, the I dog. Yeah, I think it yeah. is. Because three has like RTS or type stuff in it. Number 92, Mass Effect. The oh. original Mass Effect. Oh, the original. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That leaves room for more Mass Effect. It does. It certainly does. Number 91, Grand Theft Auto 4. The first, mm. first GTA appearance on this list as we work our way up. Yeah. It's interesting mm. with GTA games because like gameplay-wise, it's kind of similar like we were talking about Tears of the Kingdom Breath of the Wild that like sometimes it can kind of be hard to go back to. Whoop. But now we're seeing... seeing whoop. It, oh, but at least... The, uh, oh, we just didn't reveal 20 questions answers. <laughs> Uh, I didn't see it. Um, I, I'm tuning everything out this episode, it turns out. Um, but no, uh, <clears throat> the old Grand Theft Auto games, you can go back to them and enjoy them for like their locations and their stories. But gameplay-wise, it's kind of hard to go back to earlier entries. Yeah. So, yeah, 4 is an interesting one to put in there. I haven't played 4 since it came out, so I, I wonder what it feels like. I've, 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 I haven't replayed any GTA since it came out. Hmm. Uh, number 90, Super Mario Kart, the original. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Tough game to go back to, in my opinion. I don't, oh, I don't like Super Mario Kart, personally. Also, spoilers, it says the only Mario Kart game without the blue shell is the one that ranks in our top 100. Okay, well, so there's You're no more of those You're going to put Super Mario Kart on there and not Mario Kart 8, the best Mario Kart? I mean, yeah, I, think I think pretty objectively Mario Kart is, 8 is the best Mario Kart. I think, yeah. I think this list is leaning towards originality and influence. And that's fair. This historical well, list. Wait, Sam, if you haven't seen the top five, you might, <laughs> you might feel a little I, different. I, I did see the top ten, and yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's much more modern. I actually haven't looked yeah. ahead at this list. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm seeing all this in real time. Oh, well, yeah. but, but, but Fortnite, for example, would be an example of like a modern game that's widely seen as influential. Mm. I know number one is going to cross a lot of boxes. Number 89 is Hitman World of Assassination, the, the modern trilogy. Mm. They wrapped, they folded them all oh. into this one thing. Kind of cheating, but... Yeah, that's cool. But cool. Those but are cool. They're all great games. This is interesting. Number 88, The Last Guardian. Hmm. Huh. I wonder if the other two... So what happens when you let critics show. vote for things? I just, I just, I mean, I don't, I, I don't feel like this game is particularly beloved. Nothing against it. It's just, I, I, I liked it. I can't. The thing that's got me flabbergasted is that that game came out in 2016. I know, seven <laughs> years ago. Well, what? yeah, it, it was announced in 1986. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Right on the heels of Super Mario Brothers, that was announced. Uh, well, speaking of, there we go. Number 87, Super Mario Odyssey. Ooh, yeah, deserves to be mm-hmm. higher, but you know, yeah, that's just my I, personal it's, list. It's yeah, I. I play a lot of it these days because my son mm. plays it and loves it, and I just I I'm I, I marvel at how great that game is. So good, so fun. For so the good. record, his son was in the office a couple mm. weeks ago, and he was going to be on an episode, but there were some technical issues. Yeah. and cutest kid in the world, and Thank he you. he I he taught me how to be better at Angry Birds. He plays a lot of Angry Birds. He's very <laughs> good at that game. Yeah, I guess he like he warmed up to you, Colin, very fast. He was like he wanted to play Angry Birds with you, and it's it a very cute moment. Uh, number eighty six is Civ Five. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, Civ Five's great. Like, this is I, I wonder on a list like this, like, why not Civ Six? Why not mm-hmm. Civ Four? Like, yeah, why mm-hmm. Five? Mm-hmm. Um, like, Five is what I would put on there as well. But then it <laughs> makes me wonder, like, you know, I'm not up on like the Sims or the Civ, um, like meta. Like, why is that the one that broke through? Yeah. I'm not sure. In the write-up, it says just two strategy games made our list. So the other one was probably Age of Empires. I right? guess. Right. So no more. That's yeah. it. A, a, no strategy, more strategy. is a bit niche still. You know, I like strategy games. Well, it's but. it's a little it's bad form to criticize someone else's list because Lord knows IGN gets criticized for our lists. Yeah. But like you know, Cat Cat Bailey was sort of grousing, and I have to agree that Starcraft is not on here, and like. You know, mm. it's a little egregious in my mm. opinion, but you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah. The way uh, the way it was handled, everyone who contributed, they contributed their own top ten list, and then GQ sort of took that all and crunched the numbers and which ones are on there the most and what how high were they ranked and that's that's how they got this list. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My list would include uh, a Shining Force game as a strategy. Mm. Game. Number eighty five is Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn. Mm. I know people love this mm-hmm. game. I've never played it. You, you get, how are you going to handle this one in your playthrough of... of... Oh, I'm going to skip 11 and 14. Okay. Well, actually, I've, to my understanding, because I played a tiny bit of 14, just so I could say that I've played every Final Fantasy game, because I'm just not an MMO person. Mm. But um, I, to my understanding, you can actually like pretty reasonably play through Final Fantasy 14 alone now. They've made some like I've, pretty I've heard that too. solid changes to it. So I might actually attempt it, but if I do, that means that it pushes <clears> the end date of my replay through to... 2092? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be 100. I'll be 100 years old. It'll be great. (laughs) It's the, uh, you know, this is the third best MMO. So glad to see it represented. What's the the second best MMO? Lord of the Rings Online. Okay. Okay. Let's not reveal what the first best MMO is. Keep it a secret. (laughs) Number 84 is Shenmue. I've never played Shenmue. Mm, Does not hold up. Yeah. No. Personally. Who's putting this on their top 10 list? That's just so strange to me. <laughs> it was a big deal when it came out. It was a big deal for, for Sega, for Dream, yeah, Dreamcast owners. Do we go back in time and have someone put together their, their top 10 list in, <laughs> in 2000? They're, they're never, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the, the, like, this is coming shortly after the N64 and PS1 generation, right? And then this game mm-hmm. comes out where you can go into every single house and open every single drawer and cupboard and cabinet in that house. It was just crazy. Like, nothing like that had existed before. Yeah. Doesn't make it good, but, you know. <laughs> sure. Number eight, 83 is Bioshock Infinite. Mm. Very good video yeah. game. Mm. It's good. Mm. I think I think people it, it disappointed people on some levels. I think, but I think if you take a step back, it's still a really good game. Yeah. I loved it. I don't remember that guy at all. I, yeah, I, I was also thinking the same thing. I don't remember that guy. Uh, number eighty-two is Dragon Age Origins. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here you go, Sam. Number eighty-one is Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> nice. That seems like a fair placement. Uh, number eighty is Firewatch. Hmm. Get some indie game on there. Critical darling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 79 is Tetris Effect. Mm. Would oh, we say this is the best so Tetris good. game? Well, I, I mean, I've that's actually a whole never can of worms. Yeah. It's a whole can it. of worms you're opening there, Colin, of like there's, there's, there's different factions within the Tetris community. <laughs> um, d- there's different factions within the Tetris community about whether you can do infinite spinning of the pieces or not. Mm. <clears throat> the Tetris cetera, community is a really tight knit community. They fit in very well together. Usually. Yeah. Oh boy. If they fit in too close together, Lock. they'll disappear. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fire me? I think the. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Okay. You can probably just I, w- I would say go ahead and delete uh, this week's MVC. <laughs> we'll just, yeah, we'll just make room for a scoop instead. Actually, they haven't done it yet, have they? Or did they already do it and they're just airing it as if it's a live stream? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they recorded one at their normal time today. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, they recorded one at their normal time for broadcast tomorrow. Gotcha. And it's a talk of the kingdom about the review. Talk of the kingdom. Man, I'm a little bit disappointed that I won't be around to help, well, to help, but to contribute to Game of the Year. Because I feel like mm-hmm. this is the year that it's going to be, like, wild. Although, Tears of the Kingdom might might just sweep yeah, again. I, we'll don't, I don't think it's going to be that wild. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people are going to have some personal favorites, for sure. But yeah. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of personal second place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, That's going to de- make a second place award. It's yeah. going to depend on whether Starfield delivers or not. We usually do a, a runner-up, right, on our game of the years. Uh, there's just like all there's just the nominees and one winner. Oh, okay. 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 <clears throat> okay. Got. It. Yep. Yep. Okay. 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 All right. Number seventy-eight. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Mm. I would agree with that. I think that's probably my favorite in that series. Mm. 77 is A Secret of Monkey Island. Mm. First point-and-click game in here, I think. 76 is Pokemon Gold and Silver. Oh, best Pokemon game. That's the best one? Yep. I will take No debate. I will take your word (laughs) for it. Here you go, Sam. 75 is Metroid Prime. Ooh. Nice. I bet that would be quite a bit higher on your list. Yeah, I think so. Top 10 for me. That means it was on somebody's top 10 list. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 74 is Undertale. Hmm. I've still never played that one. Yeah. Kids love it. 73 is Final Fantasy VI. Amazing game. Mm-hmm. Love it. Can't wait to replay it in seven years. Yeah. You, yeah. You'll get there. 72 is Yakuza. Terra is. Yakuza 0. Hmm. Justin, good choice, bad choice? Oh, it's a great choice. Okay, good. It's the, it's the correct first Yakuza game to play if anyone's looking to get into the franchise. 70, 71 was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. this is probably widely agreed upon as the best Call of Duty, right? Is it true? It I first one. They like this more than Modern Warfare yeah. 2? I think, I think big Call yeah, of Duty people so. might disagree, but I feel like the general consensus for like more casual mm-hmm. fans of the series. It's the historical works. favorite. Yeah, it was the turning <clears throat> point for the series. That's true. It's definitely, uh, that's definitely true. Number 70 was Left 4 Dead 2. Oh. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun nights with that one. Here we go. 69, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. Nice. And the screenshot's nice. not loading in our B-roll, unfortunately. Mm. Let's just imagine it's Tingle. <laughs> it's a spider. No, it's just that horrible spider. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. I don't, I don't uh, like six, Majora's Mask that much. You don't like it? I don't like to bring it up too much just because the game's so beloved. I, mm. I, this is such a pedestrian take, but it's the truth, which is I find that the time limit is really... Mm. oppressive and stressful mm. encounter to the way that I like to play and enjoy Zelda. It's games. really stressful and it's hard to get around in the game and it's just like it feels claustrophobic and yeah. limited. Mm-hmm. I I was a you know teen when that when that game came out and I ran out of time. The moon crashed into Termina when I was like three fourths of the way through a dungeon. And I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> like I'm not having a, I'm not having fun. Yeah. I rage quit Donkey Kong sixty four for a similar reason. 
<laughs> when the moon crashed like, into decals. It, like, it was like you need to get 150 bananas in one minute. I was yeah. like, that seems impossible, and it was. Hmm. All right, number 68, Thief: The Dark Project, hmm. from 1998. Never played that one. Mm-mm. Oh, Zelda Returns, number 67, Wind Waker. Love it. There we go. Now we're now Before we're Breath of the Wild is my favorite Zelda game. Love it. Yeah, it's such a cute screenshot. Look how good it looks. Mm. I, I would take another Wind Waker game, a sequel to that to that Zelda. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, be get cool. mash up Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild. Sure. Give us like cell shaded, go map. anywhere, do anything. Wake of the no, Wild. No, I don't even need to be it doesn't even need to be ocean, but just like Wind Waker's vibes and like, <clears> you know, music <throat> and stuff with like Breath of the Wild gameplay. Mm. Number sixty six, Fall New Vegas. Not surprising. Pretty beloved Fallout game. Mm-hmm. 65 is Goldeneye. Should have been Perfect Dark. <laughs> That's the better game. You don't know if it doesn't show up. See, That's true. We, we, we apply a filter to our top 100 now, <laughs> which is, is it still fun to play? It doesn't mm-hmm. hold up. And mm-hmm. that's why Goldeneye never makes it anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. 64 is Persona 5. Great game. People love that one. Too long. Yeah, I never finished it, actually. I liked it, but never finished it. 63, The Sims 2. 62, Symphony of the Night. Mm, banger. That would be a there we go. top 10 game for me. Top, top five. I think it's my favorite my non-Metroid, nice. Metroidvania. Which I guess is just the other half of that word. Yeah. <laughs> it, Castlevania. 61, GTA 3. That's my personal favorite, GTA. Hmm. Number 60 is Super Metroid. There you go, Justin. Mm, amazing. Mm-hmm. Depending on the day, that might be number one for Justin. Uh, no, it's, it's number one every day okay. for me. All right. <laughs> 59 is Fallout 3. Big Fallout representation here. Yeah. 58 is Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. That's another one that's hard to go back to. Uh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. 57 yeah. is Final Fantasy 9. Oh, I love Final Fantasy 9. I think it's technically the highest yep. rated, like on Metacritic. Is that true? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's high up there. Um, I adore Final Fantasy 9. It's my favorite Final Fantasy. Huh? I, like I didn't know that's what it looked like in the battle scenes. I didn't realize there's like chibi enemies in it. I've never played like well, 8, 9, 10, 11, So that 12, 13, enemy 14. isn't really chibi. He's just wearing a mask, like a weird helmet thing on. <clears throat> it's like the first like yeah, fight it, of the game. No, I'm talking about the, a, but the characters, though. They look how cute they are. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they are. are. Little, they're, a little bit, yeah. they're a little bit deformed in their yeah. battle sprites. Um, the game, you, I think you would like 9 out of all the more modern ones, Sam, because it harkens back to mm-hmm. the crystals and magic mm-hmm. and like the Dark story ages. is not like, yeah, like the, the story has twists and turns, but it, it's a little bit more old school in its feel. Like it feels like the scenario that could have been in a 16 bit. Well, and, I'm looking forward to the, the third part of the remake of nine, which coincidentally <laughs> is out the same year that Colin will finish the series. Perfect. <laughs> and then I can die a peaceful death. Um, uh, VV, the black mage, is my favorite Final Fantasy character. Love that little guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, here we go. 56 is Inside. Absolutely amazing game. One of the greatest endings ever. Oh, God. Game. I love Inside. I think I blocked that out, but <clears throat> it's coming back oh, to me. Let it in. Wild Don't ending. It Don't block it out. 55 is Hollow Knight. A lot of people love that game. That's... Sam spent a lot of time with that. Mm. 54 is Eco. That's interesting. Hmm. I guess we're going to get all three Team Eco games on this list. <clears throat> What's the yeah, third I one? Think so. Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, that's there's no way that it's not on this list. That well, yeah, but like, why have this all point? three of those games on this? Yeah, list? We, fifty-three is Dishonored two. Okay, yeah. Fifty-two is Half Life, the original. Oh, original. Fifty-one is Final Fantasy ten. My favorite. 
Wait, you just said nine was her favorite. D- n- d- d- no, no I, Justin said that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I would never say that just I because because it's not the truth. <laughs> no, ten's my favorite, and it was uh, former game scooper Tina Meany's favorite game too. That's true. That's yeah. true. I hate those bombs in any Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. They're, They're like super weak enemies, but if they last too long, they instant kill your entire team. Hmm. Just Blizzard them, baby. Here we go. Great game for number fifty, Spelunky. Amazing, 10 out of 10, a, a perfect video game, in my opinion. 49, Stardew Valley. I just Valley. read the Boss Fight book on, on Splunky. <clears throat> What's that? It was great. It's, I, uh, I just read Boss Fight book's book on Splunky, yeah. which mm-hmm. is the only one that's like autobiographical, like the, you know, the developer wrote it. Yep. It's so many interesting insights about the making of the game that makes you appreciate it even more. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's great. 49, Stardew Valley. Hmm. 48, Love Grand it. Theft Auto Five. Okay, that's lower than I thought it would be. I would, I'm surprised at that, too. And I wonder if there are any other GTAs. Like, is San Andreas going to be ahead of it? I don't know. Mm. 47 is God of War 2019. Mm. Also kind of low, I think. Yeah, that is pretty low. So far, two of my top ten have made it. I'm keeping a running tally. And this is interesting. 46 is Destiny, the original. Is that... Huh. People like that more than Destiny 2? I thought generally Destiny 2 was... Well, it's tough to note. Like I said, this is a community. Like they pulled what fifty luminaries of the video game industry, and maybe it made it on here for sort of kicking off games as a service mm-hmm. and sort of changing the trajectory of what video games are. Mm-hmm. Maybe forty-five is Halo Three. First Halo on the list. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that I'm, game. My favorite. Best Halo. Halo, in my opinion. Very good. Yeah, I, I could play it forever. Yep. Desert Island Halo. Forty-four is The Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind. Oh, that one is really hard to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved it when it came out, but <laughs> it's, it's rough now. Yeah, let's jank. <laughs> this is, whoa, 43 is Near Automata. Hmm. I know people love that. I love it. that one. 42 is Chrono Trigger. Great game. A little low. 41 is The Sims, the original mm. Sims. 40 is Super Mario Galaxy. <clears throat> those are very cool games. Both, those are a pair of really good video games. 39 is What Remains of Edith Finch. This, this is, again, I try not to, like, yuck other people's yum. Like, I liked this game, but when I was scrolling through this top 100, this was the only one that it's, like, it is weird that this game is, like, in almost the top third of this list. Like, I don't, and, I, and to be clear, like, I liked it. I would recommend it to others. I enjoyed it. But, like, I had no idea that it had broken through in, like, that kind of, like, no, this is one of the greatest video games ever made. Yeah. Um, it was, yes. it was odd. GQ describes the genre as esoteric video games that make you feel something. Hmm. Yeah. Back of the box. It's kind of, kind of a, a good more, genre. Kind of a more modern genre. 38 is Hades. Hmm. Very good. Now we're, yeah, so as, we create, as we crawl up the list here, we're going to get some mm-hmm. games that are like, okay, that's a great game. In the top 40 games of all time? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we gave it our game of the year. Yes, that year. that's true. Over I mean, I was going to say Hades is pretty it. good. But I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with all that. It's just it, like it solved that like what three or four decade old problem of like how to tell a story in a roguelike besides <laughs> just the gameplay being immaculate and perfect. It's true. And to be fair, Damon, Bionic Commando could still be on here. It's true. That's also correct. 37 is Silent Hill 2. Hmm. First horror game, I think, on this list above. Have there been any Resident Evils yet? I don't think so. Interesting. Yet. No. 36 is Super no. Mario Brothers 3. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Great I got that green boot. Karibo's oh, yeah. shoe. There it is. 35 is Portal. The There's a whole, Portal. They the add a whole Karibo shoe level in the uh, the cool GBA cards version you can play mm. now. I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 34 is Uncharted 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I, you know, it's my favorite. Mm. I think it's the most Uncharted-y out of all of them. It's Uncharted at its peak. Right. So peak happy Uncharted. to see it on the list. I'm a, I'm a four man, but I, uh, uh, I overlook things that I understand are, are very reasonable complaints about that game. Mm. I call three as my favorite. That means Damon only likes the first one. Who likes the Which is one? weird. Why do you like the first one so much, Damon? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't like I don't care that much for the first one. <clears throat> uh, number 33 is Metal Gear Solid 3. Three, okay. Mm-hmm. Also interesting. This is the first Metal Gear Solid on the list. Yeah, could have more. Could have more of those on there. I'd like to see five on here at some point. Mm-hmm. Thirty-two is Deus Ex, mm-hmm. the original mm-hmm. Deus Ex. Here we go. Too low as usual, as it is on all of these lists. Thirty-one is Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, okay. That feels like a reasonable place for this game at this point. Yeah, yeah. You see that? At least that's at least of the three. That one's highest up on the list. Yeah. Is the crater? Is it? Ueda? Is that who made yeah. the, this game? Ueda. Uh, wh- what's going on with that team? He, they broke like up. To know. I think mm. that there was some weird behind-the-scenes stuff during The Last Guardian, and then he like had like a shell company, kind of, that was, I think, just him and his wife or something like that. Uh, I'm getting yeah, this all wrong. I want to see his version, his Death Stranding version. Yeah, but Team mm. Eco doesn't exist anymore, to my understanding. Good. <laughs> Number 30 is Outer Wilds. Very high up on that list for a relatively recent game. Yeah. Great, great game. 29 is Journey. Esoteric video games that make you feel something. Yeah. 28 is The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are now at four Colin Top 10 games wow. that have made the list. Wow. Yeah. 27 is Street Fighter 2. Hard to argue cool. with that. That would be a... <laughs> it should be on any Top 100 list. Yeah. Somewhere. I can hear the music. 26 okay. is a, a Zelda A Link to the Past. Amazing game. Lots of mm-hmm. Zelda games made yeah. the list. 25 is Pokemon Red and Blue. Right. So higher than the one that you said was the best. Here's the thing. Uh, the entirety of Pokemon Red and Blue's maps and all their gym leaders are in gold and silver. So, well, like, just, yeah. you know? Get out of here, Red and Blue. Get out of here, Red and Blue. Hey, can, can a wild Mew even appear? <laughs> Only if you, like, break the game. <clears throat> I think I've What's been, up with that? I think yeah. I've been on this. Weird. I've been on Scoop and said, like, there is, like, a very simple way to, like, cheat the game into having yeah. a Mew appear. Hmm. But, yeah. But a misleading screenshot, I think. Mm. Number 24 is Minecraft. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could have gone higher. I, I'm not a huge Minecraft guy personally, but it just it's a big Minecraft game. is really good. Like I've talked about it on mm-hmm. Scoop before, where it's become a platform and a mm-hmm. meme and just it's like Fortnite. It's like one of those games that's like yeah. broken through and like, but if you're actually able to approach it as like a video game, like a survival building crafting video game, like like I was able to with my kids, I had like a renewed appreciation for like Oh no, like this game deserves all the success in the world. Like it actually does really succeed and is truly excellent as a video game. Yeah. Mm. Number 23 is Bioshock. We got yeah. two Bioshocks on here. 22 is World of Warcraft. There you go, Justin. Mm. Yeah, best MMO. So mm-hmm. we're just missing the second best MMO on this list, right? Mm. Well, it's not. Lord of the Rings Online, to be clear, is not actually the second best MMO, <laughs> but it is my second favorite. 21, the original Halo. Okay. All right, top 20. Here we come. Bionic Commando. Top 20. Elden Ring. Mega Man 2's got to be in there, too. Elden Elden Ring. 20th. So this is the newest game on the list, right? 22. um, Anything else from last year? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure Ragnarok is on here, right? It could be, but... Let's find out. Yeah. Number 19 is Doom. The original Doom. Mm -hmm. 1993. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's still very, very playable and fun today. 
Uh-oh, number 18 is Super Mario 64. And this is where things start to fall apart. Because it just what? Odyssey is just more fun to play today. It is. It just is. It is. Anyway. 17, Final Fantasy 7. Great game. I don't, oh, I don't think of Final Fantasy 7. It's a good video game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this got bumped way down our list when our staff kind of turned on it. Yeah, I remember I, being I part of I, that conversation and being like, I, I love 7. It's not even in my like top three favorite Final Fantasy games, so I'm like, I'm okay if people don't adore this game. But it, it means a lot to me. So, But I understand. Yeah, I it's, think it's janky. In that's exactly what it is. It's, it's nostalgic and was a lot of people's first RPG and was important to, you know, the turning point of the PlayStation. But, like, you know, it doesn't have the best scenario. It doesn't have the best gameplay. It doesn't I have the best I actually really world. love its story. I think it has one of the best. Ah, biggest sword. Bah, I say. Biggest sword. <laughs> biggest sword. I don't, I don't think it's bad. I just don't. Like, it's on every Not greatest 17. game of all time list. That's I'm fair. like, mm. yeah. It's got the longest loading times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's true. Uh, number 16 is Skyrim. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will allow it. I will allow that. 15 is Red Dead Redemption 2. See, now, Look now at that paints. What a pretty horse. Now we're getting into like the just the greatest of all time tier. Yeah. Yep. Number fourteen, Super Mario World. So they put that above mm-hmm. three. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't have. I would put Bionic Commando a little bit around here, so I can't wait. Yep. It's <laughs> How weird is it that those football, those charging chucks, throw baseballs at you? What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to point out also uh, there hasn't been a single arcade game on here yet. So actually, Street Fighter Two. That might. That might just be yeah, an umpire. I mean, are we sure? Are we sure that's not an umpire as opposed to a football guy? He's got a helmet on. I don't know. Yeah. Umpires wear helmets. Uh, okay, number thirteen. So we, Sorry, what? We better have a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up here. <laughs> thirteen is Ocarina of Time. Okay. Great game. Still up there. Twelve. No. So this is just where I have to put my foot down. Twelve is Disco Elysium. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. like nothing against this game. I played a good chunk of the game. It's very well written. But number 12. Oh, I also don't understand the Damon, love, personally. Damon, we had staff members I know. forcing this into our top 20. I know. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a point of passion for people that may be younger and have not experienced uh, a lot of other games. And that is a totally uh, adequate portion of the audience to interview for a top list. But it changes them. It's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, how important writing and scenario is versus gameplay, um, you know, it's stuff like... This is as much of this game as I played, by the way, this room. <laughs> We've, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough medium to evaluate because I've talked about this on Scoop before, that, like, Angry Birds is a video game and Disco Elysium is a video game, and, like, you know, it's crazy that they're in the same art form and have to be stacked <laughs> up next to each other. Like, albums and movies and nothing else has this problem. So yeah. we should do top 100 video games that have never been on anybody's top 100 video game list, and it would still be that's a, a great, totally, arguably great list. Man, mm. you should have said that out loud on the book because we should do yeah, that. That means if anybody takes it, they take it from me, and, mm. and yeah. that's illegal. You edit this podcast, <laughs> just bleep him out. Um, I, I never bleep Sam when he cusses. He does the swears. I leave it in. I never bleep it. <laughs> I've noticed <laughs> that. I've noticed that because I've gotten the emails. Number 11 is Resident Evil 4. And I will allow it. Mm-hmm. Although I'd ha- it'd have to be the remake. Now I would put the remake in there too. Yeah, good replacement game that usually remakes you know don't stand a chance yeah. of full replacement. That's that why would I would be. put the Final Fantasy VII remake in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number ten. We'll I'm not a huge fan of the remake personally. Actually, interesting. Interesting. Number ten is Half Life Two. 
And yes, okay. yeah. probably is one of the top 10 best video games ever made. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Bionic Commando is going to be a top 10 <laughs> game. That's amazing. Uh, number nine is Dark Souls. I'm so proud of humanity. I, I don't think most people would put Dark Souls ahead of Elden Ring today. If we polled them, like if we polled our audience. Yeah. But, but influence, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but the, it's interesting because like Demon Souls predates it, right? And then Dark Souls came out yeah. and perfected it. But then but then Elden Ring, you know, built on that even. So yeah. it's it's hard to know where Dark yeah, Souls is. Yeah, but this is, is a original. Sony exclusive, and so that's why if you'll notice the theme of this list is had. That's why Last Guardian's on this is because people that that Dark, were interviewed for this Dark Souls clearly is not like Sony a lot. A PlayStation exclusive, Demon Souls was. Yeah, yeah. it is. No Dark Souls. Oh, Demon Souls. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Dark Souls and is plus, too. Right. We have no. we've had two Halos on here and a Fable. Yeah, it's why they two did halos, a dark... yeah. a whole two halos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, another interesting ex- exercise would be to see how many of IGN's Game of the Year winners are not on this list. Because huh. mm. I don't think Forza <laughs> is going to show up. Mm. Anyway, Portal Two is at number eight. Okay, hard mm-hmm. to argue with that. Number seven is Metal Gear Solid. The thing about the the Game of the Year though is that it can be still a bad game. It just has to be the best game that year. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. So, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Is that 2013? Seen... 14, I want to say. 14, okay. Uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid number seven. I would rather play uh, Metal Gear Solid five than this game today. But mm-hmm. mm, number six is Mass Effect two. So we did get two Mass Effects on the list. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number five is The Witcher three. This is where I really, really bring it home. And I think we can start yeah. to guess what's going to be number one at this point. Mm. There's only a couple, two or three options. Witcher 3 at number five. Number four is Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Lots of mm-hmm. Souls-like games getting representation hmm. on the list. It's a weird one. And this is interesting. Number three is Tetris. So there's two Tetris games on a mm-hmm. top 100 list. I agree with this. <laughs> well, this and having two or just this? Well, I agree with this because that means Bionic Commando is either the best game of all time or the second best, which, like, you know what? I'll take it. But uh, also, uh, yeah, Tetris. Why not? Game Boy Tetris? You make a better game, Damon. I, well, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that Tetris should be here at number three. I just, I just don't think there need to be two Tetris games on this top 100 list. They got greedy. Especially not when Puyo Puyo so exists. Uh, <laughs> number two is The Last of Us. Wow. 23. Was the last of us part two on here? It was. It was, yeah. Yes. Earlier on. Got this on. Yeah. Obviously. That means I'm gonna guess number one has to be Breath of the Wild. I'm gonna guess yeah. that. It is indeed. Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Well, I wonder if I, these people had not played Tears of the Kingdom yet. That's now, the, now what yeah. now what what would this list look like? Yeah, well, because like we were just talking about how like does does it almost make Breath of the Wild like null and void in some ways? And like Open Critic, which is basically Metacritic without the just insane games, yeah. um, uh, algorithm that nobody understands. Mm. Um, and it's just video games. Yeah, and it's just video games. Uh, it, Tears of the Kingdom is currently the highest, highest rated game on the website. Mm. Um, and then Odyssey is right behind it, and then Breath of the Wild is right behind that. Interesting. Yeah, that can change throughout the day, so we'll see. That's true. Um, uh, I've never played Bloodborne. Can you uh, shoot Hitler in the face in the end of that game and mm. see his head explode? In a way. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. I can think of two video games where you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But neither of them were on this list. Well, I guess there was. No, no, no. Neither one were on this list. Six. Oh, wait. No, three. Three games. (laughs) I can uh, also. uh, uh, I wanted to point out that Mega Man did not make an appearance. No, Mega Man. Yeah, that's a little bit odd. 
There's, and again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Like the critics made the list, but like I did see some chatter going around on social media about like the game's very Western heavy, not as much representation for like, I mean, you know, Japanese. Breath of the Wild is number there. one. You had Blood you had yeah, yeah. Mario's, no, Zelda's. Like, you had uh, a Resident Evil. All the, a lot of all, all, all the Souls likes. Yeah, I think. This, yeah, but Damon, where are all the French games? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, where is where is Out of This World? Honestly, where is Ubisoft. Flash Flash? Sure. Not a very many Ubisoft hey, games. Hey, check this out. This. Not a joke. Was there a single Assassin's Creed on the list? No, no, no. it wasn't. I, was there a single Ubisoft game on the list? Uh, you know no. why? Because because there's never been a good Assassin's Creed game. Was the <laughs> I actually don't really like Assassin's Creed either. Was the first Prince of Persia? I do. I love that series. I, I would go. We just lost scene. So the oldest game on that list was, uh, I believe, Tetris. No, well, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Six of my top ten games made the list. Seven, if we're flubbing four, because I replaced it with four remake. Mm. So either I have very good taste or I have very boring taste in video games. Let's I think it's probably good. the latter. <sighs> Let's go with good. Can I get a, Can I get a shout out to Miss Pac Man? Oh, like that deserved to be on there. Yeah, you're right. An overlooked game. Yeah. All right, that was GQ's uh, top 100 list of video games. Anyone who, anyone who, any outlet or person who make a top 100 list is gonna always gonna be different. So. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just a fun exercise to go through. We're running a little bit long today because this is Colin's last episode, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna Got take milk. the time. We're gonna take the time that we need, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Steve, uh, and Steve says, "This is my first time writing in, but I've been following games for many years in IGN since the old days." Downloading Earthbound 64 screenshots on N64.com using a dial-up connection. <laughs> wow. Yeah, cool. that checks out. For my... I always wonder, like... Oh, sorry, Damon, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just going to continue reading, but you go ahead. Oh, I, I just like, whenever someone says I've been reading since the olden days, it's like, you don't know, like, there's a very real chance it could be like, like, when you reviewed Skyrim in 2011. <laughs> I know, like, oh my yeah. God, I'm so old. Like, yes, yes. But, but downloading Earthbound 64 screenshots, that's actually legit. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, that's very old school. Steve says, for my suggestion, I would like to offer the crew a choice between hard mode and easy mode. Both these games are tied for my favorite game of all time. Oh. And your hint is that I selected the easy mode game. So you selected the easy mode game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. I did. Would hard mode have been? Can you just tell us what hard mode would have been? Maybe at the end. Okay. Okay. Because if I tell you now, that's one game you know it is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that makes it that much easier for you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. On it. Did this game appear on that top 100 games list in GQ? No. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I only asked. I only went out on that limb because he, because you didn't redact him saying it was tied for his favorite game of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, is this game part of a series? Yes. Was this an exclusive to a console? Um, I mean, yeah. It's not anymore. I was, let's just say that. It's not today. Okay. Or do you want me to answer it the other way? Do you want me to answer it? Was it ever exclusive to a console? I like that. It's too that late. Would, that would be That's yes. That's what I asked. So it was <laughs> Then the answer is yes. Like at launch, it was exclusive to a console. Okay. okay. Uh, did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. Okay. Uh, when it launched, uh, was it? Exclusive to a PlayStation console? No. That's five. Same question. Uh, come out? Sorry. Uh, yes. Okay. But, well, never mind. 
<laughs> what? What? Nothing. What? <laughs> well, it was exclusive to a Nintendo console and it came out, but Damon's emphasizing that it's not anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's it's Resident Evil Four. Oh wait, does this no, come out that was... on a disc-based medium. Yes. Okay. It Resident Evil Four is a good good answer, but, but it's yeah, not, I thought so. But it was it was yeah. on that top one hundred. Yeah. Hmm. Was it on a, a small disc? Like really small. <laughs> a little, was it on a little teeny disc? Yeah. yeah. Teeny tiny little kitty. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> so I guess that leaves the Wii and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I guess it could technically be portable. It could be, yeah. No, because oh, disc based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's we. Should we just ask if it's we? Yeah. What did this game originally launch on the Wii? No. <gasps> what? What's happening here? Would it be a Wii U game? There's no other, right? Like it has to be Damon's a Wii U game. Really wants to tell us something, but I can't tell. I just, what I just would not. I would not spend too much time worrying about this exclusivity thing. Okay. Um, but I don't understand. Uh, I don't forget the exclusivity thing. We know it was originally exclusive to a Nintendo platform. We know it came out on a disc-based console but not on small little discs and but not on the Wii. The question was not, though, was it originally released on disc? Oh. The question was, was it released on disc? To which the answer is oh. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. When ah. we were asking that, I think we were try- kind of thinking of it, about yeah. it in its original state. But okay, I get it. That's fair. Okay, so it could be a Switch game. Um, yeah. Or it could be a... Uh, well, yeah, okay. Is Any of it, the was it, it, Oh, yeah. Is this an indie game? No. And that's 10. Is this game developed in Japan? Yes. Does it feature a character that's in Super Smash Brothers? Yes. <gasps> okay, 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 but wait, 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 wait. We know that the game's multi-platform now. Yeah. Isn't okay. that weird? It's weird, right? So should we so ask if the character... It's got to be... It's got to be Metal Gear or, uh, or Kingdom Hearts or, um, or Pac-Man Persona. or okay, Castlevania. Oh, God. They, get, they were really broad with <laughs> Smash at the end there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Castlevania, Final Fantasy. Yeah, Cloud. It could be Bayonetta. Is this Bayonetta. game an RPG? Yes. <gasps> okay. So RPGs, Wait. there's Persona. There's... Final Fantasy, as far as we're thinking, just Smash characters. Yeah. Yeah. Characters. Oh, man. But neither of those oh, Dragon Quest has. Yeah, it could be Drakway. <clears throat> Dragon Quest is in there? Yeah, they have like the. Yeah, they, the, they the have like the, yeah, the hero, and then you can be a hero from a bunch of different Dragon Quest games. Okay, but wait a second. I'm still a little bit hung up on. So it didn't come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. So it's not Final Fantasy VII. Which no. was also not originally released on. Is this yeah. published by Square Enix? Yes. Okay. <gasps> so it's going to either be Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. Okay, but was it exclusive? Like, what are like the Final How Fantasy? How many questions Christ- do we have? Five questions and a guess. Is this a Dragon Quest game? Yes, that's fifteen. <gasps> okay, so this Which is one? interesting. 
Um, it is interesting. There's uh, eight. A lot of those did come out on like DS and Wii and stuff first. But do we? Am I? This game was originally exclusive to a Nintendo platform. Is that a thing that we know, or did I just dream that? Did I make that up? That's correct, right? That's a thing we know. Yes, because okay. that that eliminates all the mainline Dragon Quests. No, the wait. First... Well, there is the MMO on 3DS. The first, maybe it was maybe what the trick here is that it was out in Japan only on a Nintendo system before it came here or something. There was Dragon Quest Monsters, Joker Monsters, Dragon Quest, whatever those DS spinoffs were. Is this a spinoff of a of the main series of Dragon Quest? No. Okay, so okay, so it's just a numbered game. But they were all. I think only what didn't they all nine came out on the DS first. Ten came out on the Wii first. Um. Eleven also oh. came out on uh, that came out something in Japan first. Yeah, pl- that was PlayStation first. Was eleven the MMO? Ten was the MMO. Which one's the? And that was on the Wii. Um, Got it. And then eight was PS2 first. Seven was PS1 okay. first. So it basically yeah. has so to be. So it can't be. It can't be ten. eight or lower. Um. Well, just do it by year. Do you know when any of those came out? What? What was this? game released on the Nintendo DS? No. Does that mean it has to be... I get my dra- my Dragon Quest mixed up. That means it has to be 10? Yeah, but that's an MMO, and this is easy mode? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but a number of Dragon Quest is technically easy mode compared to probably what, what the person also so. I mean, I guess, was this game an MMO? I... No. You have one question yeah, and I was going to say, I don't think... I don't know how this could be could nine. The well, nine was DS originally. I I don't know. How this he could said possibly... it eventually came out. It came out on a disc-based medium at some point later. I also can't remember those middle years of Dragon Quest are all muddy for me anyway. I can't remember which. I mean, ones which. I guess very technically, Dragon Quest Eleven was released like on the three DS in a different version. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nine. What, what system is nine even on? What era? Nine is DS, and I asked if it was a DS game. Did we? Yeah. So, is eight the PlayStation Two Journey of the Cursed King? Yeah. That's seven. No, seven. That's seven. What seven eight? is the one on PlayStation One? Eight is Journey of the Cursed King on PS Two. So I guess Eight's eleven the is the only the co- thing I think we the could possibly guy. guess. Are we at the guessing stage, or do we have one? You have one last question. No, you can have a. You can ask a question. That's why I've been saying ask about a year. So eleven is the most recent mainline Dragon Quest game, right? Mm -hmm. Is this the most recent mainline game in a series? Yes. Okay, so Dragon Quest eleven. Okay, so what was the deal with? Is it Dragon Quest eleven? It is Dragon Quest eleven. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I guess released on the 3DS in Japan the full year before it's. Okay, so that was the trick. I'm I'm glad I remembered that. that. Yeah. That is a a tricky little detail yeah. that we we did we thank, yeah. thanks for why, yeah. trying to get us unhung up on it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't need to spend too much time worrying about the exclusivity yet. I do love Dragon Quest 11. It's probably it's my favorite Dragon Quest game. Yeah. And it's I a great game. love them. Yeah. 8 8 was my favorite previously. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't played 11 but I hear it's great. I'd like to play it at some point. Hmm. Yeah, it's 2017 3DS in Japan, then 2018 PS4 and PC worldwide, 2019 Switch, 2020 
uh, the the definitive edition or whatever it hit mm. PS4, Xbox One in 2021. It was released on Stadia. Hmm. There's oh. been a lot. Of, it's it's made it's been a lot of. We should start asking that. Was this available in Stadia? <laughs> that would probably be the least useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, nicely job. What was the um, hard mode? I think I don't always keep these emails, but let me just see if I can find it really fast from hmm. Steve. The search Dragon Quest. Yeah. One, one thing I Quest. respect about Dragon Quest is they go to whatever the most popular system is, and they will Here put their thing on that most popular system. Hard mode. Justin could have gotten it, maybe. EverQuest. Oh. Oh, we all would have gotten That's probably easier than Dragon Quest Eleven. Think so? I think Dragon Quest yeah. Eleven, had we not got hung up on that one bit, would have we would have answered it earlier. Also. EverQuest is that first MMO. Yeah, I mean game. the first, like it, literally the first ever, like you know, no, but like that that was the first big breakthrough. Because EverQuest two was the big one, right? Well, EverQuest has outlasted EverQuest two. They're still making expansions to EverQuest. Whoa, cool! Yeah. Ever EverQuest. Yeah, I'm fascinated by those old games that are like still running. Like Final Fantasy yeah. XI is still running on yeah. PC. Like that's really cool everquest got an expansion december 2022 called night of shadows mm. that's what wikipedia says it wow. raised the level cap to 120 <laughs> i think that's gonna kill second life eventually <laughs> is second they, life still uh, a lot of so jeff kaplan and a lot of the people i mean i don't think any of them are at blizzard anymore but the people that made world of warcraft that made that game what it is and turned it into an international phenomenon they were raiders in everquest and they were so vocal and loud about, you know, complaining about the raids and the game mechanics and how they didn't like them. And then they got, they were not professionals and they got hired by Blizzard to consult and work on their new MMO. And then, you know, went on to be all the designers of World of Warcraft. Cool. Hmm. Like it. Uh, nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Steve. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. That's all the scoops that we have for you this week, and that's all the time we have with Colin on Gamescoop. But Colin, it has been an absolute pleasure. That's all the Collins we have. <laughs> that's all the Collins we have for you. Thank here. you so Thank much you. for having me on the show. I think the, the community on Facebook in particular is really They're wonderful. They're great. And they put my win ratio mm. of 20 questions. I was like 78 point something Ooh. win ratio, which is like five Ooh. more than average, so I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Um, and I think taking out 100 questions, I think about this is like my 24th game scoop, which oh. doesn't seem real to me. Like, it wow. feels like so fresh to me still. Yeah, cause when Tina left last year, we didn't assign a permanent new member. We just had yeah. like a rotating chair, but I think you've probably been on the most. Uh, yeah. And it's been great having you on the show. I really uh, appreciate your knowledge here, here. and your insight. You always have really insightful things to say. You know your games, you know all the platforms, which is perfect for this show that doesn't have just one lane that we stick in so sorry to see you go but we're really excited for your future ahead you know we know you're going to do great yeah things. it's been an honor and a privilege and uh oh my god i'm getting like a little bit emotional well i'm about to leave ijin yeah, um yeah, yeah but just, you get uh, to go play zelda yeah lot. i know right it's yeah, been a zelda. working at ign has been a dream come true for the last five years and being on this show every single time is a little little dream come true so thank you so much I hope I see all of you as frequently as I possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't be don't be a stranger. You're always you always be part of Scoop Nation. Thank you so much. That's right. And with that, thank you, Colin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Tom working behind the scenes. Make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Uh, cool. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. 
I can't believe you, I, when you started going through the 100 games, I did not think that you were actually going to go through the 100 games. <laughs> it's okay to have a longer, fun. longer episode. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Good show, everyone. All right. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, good show. Bye, Colin. Goodbye. See you soon, hopefully. I hope I see you soon, too. I have to escort Colin out of hey, the building Hey, have now. so much fun <laughs> in Europe. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.